Welcome to the Veloce Podcast, fast and fluid conversation with Kat Empey and Richard Bott. Hello there, welcome to another one of the Veloce Podcasts. Yeah, we're on, uh, what are we on now, episode five? Five or something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten already. <laughs> no, I think it's episode five. I think you it can is. Correct us if, if we're wrong. No, Somebody will tell quick. us. It's gone quickly, hey? Really quick. Um, but no, yes. Hello, everybody. Absolutely. Hello. Um, so yeah, it's been a busy week again. Yeah. So yeah. what have we been doing this week then? Um, where do we start? Um, what have we done? <laughs> well, obviously it's still lockdown, so most of the stuff we're doing is actually from from our living room. Yes. <laughs> it really. Um, well, we, we started advertising, uh, a big advertising campaign for our racing simulator company. And that's all um, that's been pretty going busy. the right direction, lot, let's yeah. say. So, um, there's been a lot of things dropping into my inbox. So I'm yeah, assuming it's going all right. Yeah, there's a lot of inquiries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's going it's going the right way, which is great. And we, um, what, what else have we been doing? Gosh, um, we've done, done some Zoom calls, haven't we, with uh, car clubs and things. Yeah, just all about something... trying to get things going and promoting things. and. Yeah, and there's something that we want to do for our channel, um, which is do some, you know, five, ten minute kind of short reviews on... Uh, the latest, you know, sports cars, supercars, but also classic cars. Yeah, because if somebody's approached somebody with the, they've got some contact with lots of old stuff, we can. Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, there's lots of people reviewing cars, isn't there? Yeah. But, um, we want to focus one, on the driving. Yeah, exactly. That's one thing with car reviews. Quite often, is it's really not about that bit, and it, it it's almost like I'd, well, every it's each to their own, isn't it? Yes. But for me, and if you're looking to buy a car, sometimes you want to know. Yeah, the yeah. boot size and what the couple's like, how practical it is, but that's not yeah, where... How many millilitres you don't buy an F40 for that bloody... reason, do you? <laughs> yeah. Do a buy a 959 or do a buy an F40, because you know... Yeah, exactly. I think so. We, we uh, I'm not going to say there won't be any technical stuff, but we will focus more on the fundamentals yeah. um, and the fun of, of the cars and the character of the cars rather than... The know, bits the that we size. like and the bits that, you know, absolutely, yeah, but um, that's, that's what we want to focus on a little Yeah, bit. so we've got a, a couple of car clubs that are looking to do some stuff with us there, which is great. Obviously, if anybody listening uh, has a car they'd like us to review on, and like I said, it doesn't have to be new, it couldn't be old, it's just got to be interesting, I suppose. Yeah, Something right, interesting, yeah. you know. Something different. Um, yeah, um, then please, honestly, give us a shout. We'll happily, happily do that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of... Oh, and actually, of course, also we've uh, spoken to another sim company. Oh, we have, in yes, Prague. over in Prague. Um, so so these are very end, expensive, yeah. Yeah, what do they start at? Well, they start at about 85,000 euros. Yeah, something like that. So uh, for, for a but racing they're pretty sim, special so, things, aren't they? Yeah, they Full are. Full motion. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we're looking Wind, at, all kinds of stuff. At supplying those for the... For the extra high-end market <laughs> yes yeah no we'll see um but yeah so lots lots going on but mainly from the living room i mean yeah. we're quite eager to get out and and do something aren't we're going we, a little, little bit, bit but, fever, um, yeah, yeah but it's it, you know we're doing everything we can and hopefully everybody listening is the same really yeah getting on as best as they can really so i suppose let's let's move on to the world of motorsport so what's been what's well been it's happening? all starting there's a lot we've got there's a lot of sort of news around a lot going on well, it's, um, it's really started to kick off, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it has, yeah, yeah. We've had, um, what, we've had the first round of the supercars, haven't we, at Bathurst? Yeah, which was um, a bit of a, a bit of a Shane Van Gisburg show, by the yeah, sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I love the supercars. 
does. And uh, what I love though is, I mean, there were incidents, <laughs> but um, I love that it's very, it's very, very close. Um, but it's but almost it's like not the Australian a fest. No, but it's almost a bit like NASCAR, where the cars are not too sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're fairly, they're grunty, fairly straightforward front engine rear wheel drive. Yeah. You know, no, me, no big downforce. I wish that's what. Touring, our touring car was like personally yeah you know, i just think this, it's a very special series but yes yeah, so and that's that's just been um we've um, had formula e oh yeah there was a big accident wasn't there oh, yeah. no, probably not well you've got to find a way of lining formula e up so yeah alex lynn had a bit of an aerial accident i mean i actually missed the accident what what happened do you know well there was there weren't many angles i would start with so there was a bit of a bump um somebody outbreak themselves and and, and fired into Blancfist and and it was they went around behind safety car for ages and then they red flagged it mm-hmm. Sam Bird was in the lead Sam Bird won the race mm-hmm. um, and everybody was like oh I can't see why they've red flagged that everybody I think everybody watching it was hoping that there was about five or six minutes left that there'd be a sprint to the finish but then it became apparent that um, Alex Lynn had touched wheels with uh, with somebody and then ended up flying through the air yeah. and shot down the escape road on his, on his on helmet his, and on his yeah, yeah. Uh, rollover hoop. Yes. <laughs> I so saw that bit, but I didn't it. see the the other bit. But he's okay. Isn't but he's he? fine. He's, yeah, he's fine. He's ready for Rome and he's, he's yeah, for, yeah. He's he, which is great and shows very much um, the safety of these cars um, as well. But yeah, so what was it? it was Nick DeFries that won the other race? Yeah, was, he's more or less a rookie. He's not um, quite a rook, pure but rookie. But he's done very well in junior categories, hasn't he? He has, um, but he's also driving for Mercedes, and of course yeah. Mercedes are trying to do what they did in Formula One, and you know they they've got the best car because Jaguar, I don't think, have done very well. Sam Bird won for Jaguar. It's the first yeah. time Jaguar have won, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, like, oh, I'm not going to be honest. I'm not a massive fan of Formula. No, no, no. But um, you know, racing's racing, right? You yeah. Know? So, um, and there's actually lots of really good drivers in it. Well, there's the, the quality well, of the driving think, field. Where, is where's so and so gone? And he's in yeah, Formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, also, we've had the World Rally Championship, haven't we? Um, the Finnish one, the Arctic. Yes, okay. which so, again was another whitewash because Tanak led all the way. But that's actually good for Hyundai, isn't yeah. it? Because they've been, you know, desperate to kind of try and close the constructors. Yes. Uh, uh, championship. So that's. So they're not quite. You know, the makes, Toyota's, it makes it closer, which is good. Yeah, the Toyota's like still leading the championship. Now, yeah. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. Still, it's it's going the right direction. As far as Hyundai concerned, it's kind of going in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, some big big news is actually with Haas. They've revealed their. Their yes. 2021 car, haven't they? They have. Um, their 2021 Formula One And that's car. not the interesting bit. No, not really. There's it's kind few... of shadowed, isn't it, by yeah. the topic of uh, Marzipan. Um, yeah, and obviously I'm sure many people know about there was a video of him. He's just not a very nice man by Look, the sounds of it. He's I, just even, I didn't even allegedly. see the video, to be honest, but wasn't he groping somebody or doing Yeah, that? but there's know. all these conduct on track and there's he tried to, he tried to make out... Um, Trying to get George Russell to come out of the closet. There was this is there's a catalogue of things that Nikita Mazapan has done right. that are just horrific. Oh really? He punched Callum Eilot because Callum yeah, Eilot had, had ruined his lap, but it was in like a free practice session or something. Yeah. And he punched him and then got away with that. So he's from a very very wealthy background. His dad's an oligarch. Yeah. Yeah, and his dad, it's come out now, is the main title sponsor of the team. Yes. So when it all came out with this video, which I, to be honest, I don't really know what happened in that video. Um, so I mean, anybody can correct me if I'm wrong here about saying groping or something or other. <laughs> something had happened. Essentially, he did. Um, yes. And he wasn't. Uh, yeah, he hadn't been invited to. No. <laughs> I think is the the biggest problem with that. 
But um, of course, everybody, or well, not everybody, most people seem to be uh, of the view that he should be sacked and, and not get the seat for yeah, 2021. Yeah, that's right. Well, There's that, a lot um, of worthy in, drivers in, out there. In, in the last Callum F- Eilock being one of them, actually. Yeah, but <laughs> yes. And in the last FT round, he ran. He kept running people off the road, which is another yeah, thing he yeah, tends very, to do. Yeah, very, very aggressive, but too far. Going yes. too far. He obviously has some issues there, doesn't he? Well, but, I think he's because of the, the culture he comes from. He can... There are no consequences to anything. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because well, and this has been one of those, hasn't it? Because he, any other driver, I'm sure, would have lost their seat before they'd yes. even got it, really. Uh, yes. But because Dad's title sponsor, it's gone through. So that's a big talking point, and I'm I'm fair for Haas in some ways because it's well, overshadowed the car and, it has, and everything Haas, else. But Haas have got a problem built in because they've decided, they've already said they're not going to develop the car at all, which I find very strange. Which is just sounds nuts because they want to concentrate on next year's car. Which um, I, I understand that they won't have the resources of the bigger teams to no. do necessarily both, but you think it's almost madness to spend the money that they will spend because I mean they're going to spend at least 150 million, if not more. Yeah, um, I would imagine to the more. budget cap. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, and uh, you know you think um, for for what? Um, but also they've got two year. fairly middling drivers, really. Well, I don't. I, I, yeah, I'm probably a bit more. I actually think uh, Schumacher's a very good driver. Um, I don't think I agree with what your opinion is that he's not as he's not as natural as his dad. But I think in Formula Two he really started to show. Okay, he, he perhaps didn't have he needed an extra season to find his feet. Yeah. Um, which I understand some of the greats don't like the clerk and things come and dominate straight away. But um, but surely they're the people shown, that should be in F one. Maybe yeah, but I think he has shown. Uh, last year, how how good he is. He's got a good work team, ethic, and he gets his head down um, and just. But I think I he, think he's going to he, struggle in F one. Well, we'll see. But I think he started to find his feet, and and actually, a lot of people rightly have said actually it's not easy for him because he carries this weight of, of yeah. the, the family name, but he hasn't really got the support of his dad because of the unfortunate no. incident, obviously accident with with um, Michael Schumacher. Um, so he hasn't got the support like something like Max Verstappen has. Um, so he's got all the pressure without really the support. Um, so it's not, I know obviously the name helps, but it's not actually as easy as it is for some, no. you know, sons that have come up through the ranks and I suppose the know, main with their dad's support. He's so, got to beat Mazapan, that's the main thing he's got to yeah, do. Yeah, which um, I'll certainly be rooting for. <laughs> yeah. we'll see. Do you think he'd be allowed to do that? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? This is the problem with, you know, dads sponsoring teams or dads buying teams. It all starts to become a bit corrupt really yeah. doesn't it you know um we'll see we'll see i mean i mean i'm not gonna say anything too much here but if you if you go and google felipe nasa when he was at um sauber mm. and how that played out and he wasn't allowed to beat his teammate mm. because his teammate was oh, sponsors were paying for yeah, it yeah there's a lot that goes on behind yeah, the doors um, yeah. we'll see won't we i i hope that's not the case because i think schumacher I personally think he did a really good year last year, and he deserves a, a proper shot. And um, he's got a stronger yeah. and stronger. So. We'll see. You'll yeah, see. we'll we'll see. So but he's we'll... not going to be helped by the car. No. Well, yeah. Not exactly jumping into a Mercedes. No, but it is his <laughs> rookie year, so hopefully it's not the end of the world. He just needs to learn the world of Formula One, really. Yeah. I think is probably the starting point for him without too much attention. I mean, he's going to get attention, but you know. Yes. Yeah, so um, what else has been going on then? So we've got... Um, so the interesting, Tandy back in a Porsche. Yeah, so I don't believe this is a works Porsche, is it? So he is he's, still with Corvette, <laughs> just, yeah. to, just to mention. He's with Corvette in commits. America. 
This is Sabine there. Schmidt's team, isn't it? Fr- Frickadelli is. Yeah, is Frickadelli. Sabine Schmidt's team. Yeah, so um, he's doing what he's doing all the what Nurburgring series. The Nurburgring all series, yeah. In that um, with um, El Bamba, um, Matt Campbell, and, and um, Mag- Jaminet, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so strong lineups, all pro. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. So um, oh, that'd be great. Uh, I mean. Personally, I you know I I love Porsche, so it's nice to see yeah. him back in a Porsche. Um, and you know he's going to have a busy year, isn't he? <laughs> That's for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Doing all of that on top of all his commitments yeah. with Corvette. Well, I thought he couldn't leave be... Porsches alone though, could he? He's obviously... <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, he's going to have so many connections. There. Yeah. And, and he's one of the be... best GT racers. I guess there's no Corvettes running in Germany, so. But it, I've I've learnt a lot with working um, on the other podcast for for Porsche Sport, interviewing a lot of the the Porsche Pro guys how important it is to you know in endurance racing to work with other drivers yeah. that you get on well with yeah. that you you know build that relationship with and it can take a long time to get that relationship right so there's going to be a lot of pros that will want him in the team because yeah. he's he's very well respected very established but and he's driven a lot with bamber hasn't he believe yeah easy to work with as well so yeah, yeah I, I would have thought there would have been some say from other drivers in that that's for sure yes to help their success but yeah, so what about touring car? There's been a bit going on there as well, hasn't yeah. there? Yeah, see, touring cars. Team Dynamics you know, and stuff. Yeah, so Team Dynamics sounds like to me it's all gone wrong at Team Dynamics. So mm. it used to be called the Honda Hawassa Team Dynamics. Mm-hmm. It's now just called Team Dynamics. Okay. So whether Honda have pulled out or not putting as much money in, um, Alfords don't seem to be putting the money in. But yeah. the upshot of it is that they've lost or they've had to let go Dan Kamish. Which I, I think is such a it was shame the, it was the jewel because, in their crown really well the thing is i think he was dragging the car up there for sure oh, absolutely. all of last yeah. season um i think dan camish is you know one of the best drivers on that grid um without doubt yeah and and i mean he, him he, he proved, sutton yeah he proved himself turkington they're probably the top three yeah he proved himself Ingram, many probably. many times in in port you know porsche carrera cup and then he went and did the odd round of super cup um, he's an amazingly quick driver and I think it's we all know that you need money in motorsport to get a seat to a yeah. point but more than ever it seems to be going that way with touring car well it says um, he's been replaced by, by Dan Rowbottom yeah. who is a bit of a nobody really he's not a tugger yeah I wouldn't say he's know. a nobody um, well nobody know. Why, why, why would you have him over Dan Camish unless it was about money yes well yeah but I think that's just the he, he's, he's, he's a quick driver and he's He's you know done stuff in Clio Cup and things. He's not he's not a slow driver or anything, but yeah, he's not he's not as established yet as somebody like Dan Camish is. No, um, and wouldn't be able to lead the team in the same way, I'm sure, um, because just not having that experience really. Um, but I think it, more than ever, it's it's coming down to to money, and it, to a point it always has. But there were manufacturers in it. You had proper pros, you know, that were paid for a living yeah, to absolutely. do it. Professional they racing bringing, drivers money yeah they've no. gone past that point they've got proper seats and touring car british touring car i can't help but think should be like that it should be that you know you you become a pro you're a proper driver at that point but that's not how it is it's become a bit of a a gentleman's club well and obviously there's it's the a, old lady it's becoming in it a big as well, club championship say, but yeah a, a very expensive one um with a lot of publicity now there's nothing wrong with you know people paying and going and doing that and i'm not trying to say that people that get the budget together and get the seat aren't as good but it just feels it's like not the elite anymore what's sad is you're getting some really good drivers that have lost seats and have nowhere to go in the uk yes um and that's 
such a shame when they've proved so much. And I think Dan like Andrew Jordan having yeah. to drop out, you know, which is of madness. And... and then you see other people coming yeah. in thinking, well, well, you know, surely, surely they should have a seat before. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, it, without sounding really negative, I mean, I like watching Turing Car. It's great entertainment. And hey, gosh, it's if somebody came up to me and said, right, here you go, here's. 500 grand do you want to sit in a touring car yeah okay yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, I yeah, certainly yeah. don't blame anybody that gets the budget together and goes and does it um, I just think the bigger picture so rather than the individual drivers the bigger picture of touring car British touring car and where that's going is um, yeah it's lost some of its magic at the moment I think without doubt um, and unless manufacturers come back into it I think it's it's going to go more and more that way, really. Um, but yeah, and I think Shedden's coming back. Is he? Is there a well, it's rumour, but it doesn't. Know, nothing's really been said yet, and I don't quite know how that fits because obviously Matt Neal's going to keep, keep driving the car. Mm. Dan Rowland's must have tipped up the budget, so he's going to be in it yeah. for the year. So I don't quite where where Shedden fits in. They're going to need Shedden. Yeah, yeah. Right. Shedden presumably comes with some money. Yeah, because well, he lost his Audi drive because Audi pulled out of TCR, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. Watch, watch, watch your space, I suppose. Mm. Um, yeah. So, what about the the world of uh, road cars then? Well, talking about budgets and things like that. <laughs> Gordon Murray Automotive. I love what Gordon Murray's doing. Um, oh yeah, he's so totally he, eccentric, isn't he? He is, yeah. Um, but amazing at what he does. So he built this thing called the T fifty, which is a, is basically his brother, brother of F one. Yeah. McLaren F1. Yeah, yeah, because he Single was. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, he was a designer of. Yes. Um, the McLaren F1, which obviously is one of the most well-regarded supercars of all time. Yeah, um, and somebody said to him, "Why, why, why would you buy one of these when you can have a McLaren F1?" He said, "Well, McLaren F1 was twenty-five million quid. This is three. Yeah. And it's so it's only three million quid. Yeah. So yeah, we go and get one. <laughs> um, no, it's but he's kind of very traditional isn't he so cars in general and anybody that is into cars or works in the industry knows cars are getting bigger all the time they're getting bigger they're getting heavier so okay cars are getting faster because of um what we can do now but but, yeah fundamentally when it comes to physics ultimately you still want the car to be light yeah and small really and agile and add then, lightness. That was what Colin Chapman always used to say. He yeah. Add lightness. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the power to weight ratio, all of that. So I know it's very clever now what manufacturers can do to get around that. Um, but Gordon Murray is very traditional in that way, isn't he? He wants it to be very light, very traditional. Um, the normal T50s uh, manual, isn't it? Yes. It's a, like, it's, like the McLaren F1, it's a very mechanical car, completely driver focused. So central yeah. seat like an F1. Yeah. Uh, like you say, manual gearbox. But the this... Um, version which is the S Nicky Louder is it? Yes, is this right? is a track yeah. car. Essentially. Yeah, it's it is purely a track car. Is that right? So yes, I don't think you can drive it on the road. Okay, it's got so, huge under trays on it and things. Yeah, so, so it's it's a bit more elaborate, isn't it? And it's got um, paddle but, shift as well with with yes, this so as well. DSG, so instant. Which I kind of kind of love because I always say to people and say, what gearbox would you have? And I always say, oh, manual on the road um, and paddle shift on track. I think people expect it to be the other way around. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's interesting how he's he's gone and done that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's what it's a, a V12 Cosworth engine. You know, Normally aspirated Cosworth, pretty, yeah. You know, pretty spectacular to say the least. So do you have one of those, or do you have a Valkyrie? 
Uh, good question. Now, actually, um, a if you're Nikita Mazepin's dad, and you've got billions of pounds. Yeah, a friend of mine, funny enough, was showing me in the GQ magazine. <laughs> they were asking exactly that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great minds think alike. Oh, how sad is it that I read GQ magazine? Um, I think I'd go Gordon yeah. Murray just because it's a. I suppose that the Valkyrie is an Adrian Newey car, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I would also. Uh, well, I think I'd go T. I'd go Gordon Murray. Well, then you leave him with no choice. I have to go for the other. Yeah, well, that's right. Things are going right. I mean, with, with both of them, though, they're racing car designers, not road car designers. Yeah. So you're going to get a different angle on the thing anyway. Yeah. And Gordon yeah, Murray, after obviously... After comfort and luxury is probably not the angle. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Gordon Murray designed the, the fan car, Brabham fan car. Yeah, because that's, that's actually what, featured, isn't it, on this car? That's got the van in it. That's why he's called it the Nicky Lauda, because um, it was Nicky Lauda who won the only race that car did. Because it got banned, didn't it? Well, they pulled it out because they knew they would kill the sport if they... Oh, So they had an agreement right? they would pull it out. Because oh, Bernie Eccleston banned. owned Brabham at that time. Ah, uh, OK, OK. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a feature, isn't it, on... Yeah. Apparently it reduces drag on motorways so. and all kinds of weird things. I mean, gosh, if you think back, though, to when he designed that, you know, with Nicky Lauda. Yeah, in the 70s. Know, yeah, yeah. Well, it was very clever, you know, incredibly clever, yeah. really, for yeah. the era. There was some loophole. It was something to do with it. its primary function couldn't be for downforce. Yeah. So it did something like 51% of it was for cooling the car and 49% of it. <laughs> and when you come back, you revved it up in the pits, it sucked itself to the floor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so Nicky Lauda went out on full tanks in qualifying and made sure he didn't go too fast a lap and then went for it Wait in the race. Yeah. <laughs> God, that sounds like endurance racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I, I think, well, gosh, I'd be happy with that, all the Valkyries, to be fair. I mean, I, I've i seen the Valkyrie up close. I haven't seen the T50 yeah, up close. Yeah, it makes the most I've incredible of, noise. We've heard oh, it going around Silverstone, haven't Oh, we? yeah. It sounds like an old F1 car. Oh, it does. And it just makes you smile straight Proper away. Thing. So, um so yeah, uh, but either of those, I'd be quite happy with. Yeah. To be fair, so yeah. you know, well, if anybody, yeah, <laughs> if anybody, uh, yeah, wants to support that, great. <laughs> but slightly more real world, um, it was announced, um, I think on Sunday, that the Toyota Yaris has been named Car of the Year. So yeah, no, I was a bit surprised you were talking about this. Yeah, they were, I'm <laughs> going somewhere with it. <laughs> yeah, but car people are already ahead of me. They've obviously got this thing called the Toyota Yaris GR, mm. which stands for Gazoo Racing, which is their like their M Sport. Department. Gazoo uh, racing. Yeah, well, that's what. So, like the Toyota Gazoo racing, that's what they, what cars that won the Mon were called that, and the yeah, um, Speedworks cars and the touring cars are called that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the, where that comes from. But this is a really cool little thing. It's three hundred horsepower, mm. four wheel drive, manual gearbox, thirty grand. Is that right? So would that so that's to rival what something like a Golf R that kind of I thing? I suppose or? so. It's a bit smaller than a Golf R. Because you can't get a manual golf I suppose, anymore, can you? So, yeah, I know. I'm really well. I've actually extended the lease on my golf for yeah. another year because of that. So <laughs> no, now, not really, just because of that, to be fair. So you're looking at golf. You're looking at that um, Focus ST, I suppose. Yeah. And um, Civic Type R. If you want a manual car now. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. You Volt, yeah. you uh, BMW One Series is now front wheel drive. Mm. Looks fabulous. Only get a paddle shift. Yeah, I'm amazed there isn't the option. I guess. It must well, be it's to do with emissions a, or something. I don't really well, know. Well, I think it's because there's just not enough of a demand. The percentages are so low that, in a way, why engineer and, and cost more money I having two so. options um, when you can have one? And that will probably be over ninety-five percent, if not more, of all orders. Yeah. So I, I mean, I get it, but it's um, you know, I was really disappointed with the Golf R oh, that they haven't kept the option because. 
there is still some of us out there that like manuals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe not all the time, but you know, well, I, I, for a road car, I love having a manual, just like that involvement. Um, but yeah, so well, well that would be interesting. I'd like to drive one just to see because I wouldn't normally say I'd like to drive a Toyota Yaris, but no, but they're all raving <laughs> about it, maybe. aren't they? You know, it's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was some yeah. influence who got himself into trouble because he tried to get. So Litchfield Performance have done a tuning kit for one. Why you need a tuning kit for one? I do not know. They're only a small firm, Why really. Is it always somebody that wants to? I don't know, but some influence wanted twenty-five grand off them and and a percentage of all future sales. Oh, okay. And Ian Litchfield said, "How much money do they think's in Toyota suspension?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you can yeah. read about that. I think I'll let you Google that. Yeah. So um, we've got to our kind of point of where we talk, talk about driving techniques. Yes. Um, so as I've mentioned before, you know, we like to, well, mainly because of, that's our background, isn't it? We're driver coaches, driver coaches yeah. you know, track and road, that kind of thing. And we get asked a lot from clients, you know, um, techniques to help drive their cars, again, whether that's road or track. So we thought we'd just add this feature in. And quite often when we've done the podcast, just before we've gone out and done a, another video for our channel. Yeah. So um, we were actually talking about timing today, weren't we? So the, the Yeah, because the last one we talked about, and I think we talked about it on the podcast last week, was about trail braking, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and how you're um, affecting the car and balancing the car and making it work on corner entry. Yeah. So this week we've talked about the opposite of that, which is coming out the corner, or yeah. kind of mid-corner to exit, really, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of what the video's about and what we, what we talked about. Um, yeah. in terms of timing yeah yeah so um well it, it's gonna sound i don't want to make this sound condescending because i'm sure many people probably think well, i know you don't generally sound to... condescending <laughs> <laughs> i know when to go on the gas i know how to get out of the corner um so but actually doing things just at the right time especially especially when you get to a track and you're really near the limit it becomes fundamental doesn't it it does um, and it doesn't take much uh, of it, you know, mismatch as such with gas and steering. Well, if you're driving close to the limit, it doesn't take much, does exactly. it? Exactly. Um, but also on the road, okay, we're not encouraging people to go quickly on the road, um, but just enjoying their cars on the road, it's still important to time it well. So the car and you are working so it together. Feels really, right to you otherwise, as a driver. It, it might still get round, but yeah. struggling to do so yeah. ultimately. And I've sat with people, I'm sure you have, Rich, where. Uh, I, I struggle to get 30... a few corners myself. No. <laughs> but no, we, they'd be doing like 30 mile an hour, but it feels horrible. Yes. And that's no disrespect. Yeah, the car's just, working The timing is not yeah. right. Yeah. So there's lots of things, obviously, you could time. But um, what we're talking about is once you've come off the brake, so you're kind of midpoint of the corner to the exit, getting back to the gas. Now, common mistake is people are in a hurry to get to the gas pedal and start accelerating because they feel like they shouldn't be doing nothing. So it should be right back to the gas. And, and the really exit is the most important part of a corner as well, it isn't is. it? Because Absolutely. we tell people that. Absolutely. Um, but actually, if you've, let's say, you got your hands at quarter to three and you've got your arms almost crossed over and then you go back to the gas and you start accelerating quite hard, the car will struggle to you know cope with that amount of power down won't it so it'll start to push or as we call understeer you know across the road yeah so it's important to have patience so if you've got a lot of steering lock on you might not need virtually any gas just a small touch and i keep it static so you're balancing it you're not really accelerating more no you're just keeping a constant and then as you unwind the steering you accelerate together so that's your cue isn't it at one rate at one speed as such um so in other words if you straighten the wheel quickly great accelerate quickly but if you have to straighten the wheel slowly accelerate slowly um, yeah. and if you're keeping in one spot with the wheel it should be one spot with the gas fundamentally totally and then yeah absolutely as one, one unwinds the other 
Yeah, so the, another well. way of putting it, I don't know if you want to mention this, is string theory. Yeah, go on, you talk no, about it. No, go on, you go on. <laughs> I, I'm taking so, over, go on. <laughs> so there was a, a, an old Porsche uh, driver called Vic Elford, and he wrote a book about how to drive Porsches. Uh, and he explained in that what he called the string theory, which is essentially imagining there's a piece of string tied from the steering wheel to the pedals. So when the steering wheel is turned, you can't press the throttle. You've got to unwind the steering to release the string and enable you to press the accelerator yeah. pedal. Unless you snap the string. Unless you snap it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen that done as well. Yeah, yeah. so it's something simple, but um, for any of you guys, um, when you're next out driving, let's say we're not necessarily encouraging people to drive quick here, but think about that. You know, are you are you doing everything in one smooth kind of rate together or is there a bit of a mismatch and just trying to get that as precise as possible it's something quite simple but you know it takes a while to really get fluid i think yeah um, and consistent yeah. with it so yeah just a little something yeah um so More moving on next week yeah yeah moving away from that so next week then what we what we're talking about well biggest thing i think there's only really one thing worth talking about <laughs> in your opinion in my opinion is the f1 testing starts okay yeah i so think on boring. monday i think yeah. Bahrain, which yeah. is also where the first race is I mean, I have to admit, I never get excited by this because I always feel like they, well, that, you never know what they're testing. No, but I'm just curious to see how the Red Bull goes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Because you probably good. find that Lewis will go out and be second half quicker than everything else, and that'll be the end of that. But, but if but. you think every year, though, Mercedes sandbag until actually the meeting, and then bang, they're, you know. So but I do I, think I we discussed that last bit. week that I think Red Bull have got something that. I hope so. Ferrari hope reckon so. they've sorted their engine out. Well, I hope, you know, nothing against Mercedes, but like anything, you want it to be close and you don't want to, you know, sit down and think, oh, well, I know who's going to be on pole, I know who's going to win, you know. It, I know there is always dominance in different eras and things, yeah. but, yeah, it'd be nice to have a year where it's a bit closer. I think, obviously, the following year, that's when it's going to be a big game changer. But, mm. yeah, we'll see, we'll see. So, yeah, that's a big talking point. And then we'll talk about, obviously, anything new with cars. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what other video. meetings there are, really. But I think then most of the things now, apart from some NASCAR stuff, I think most of the stuff's kind of more middle of March, isn't it? Like yeah, Sebring. Yeah, March, April. That I think kind of first IndyCars aren't until April, are they? Yeah, so I think mid-March we're motorsport-wise. But, yeah, I'm sure there'll be loads coming up with cars and, uh, and things as well that we can talk about. Yeah, cool. There we go. Thank you again for listening to us drone on about um, cars and driving. Uh, any again. questions you've got, any points you'd like to make, then obviously just yeah, please drop us do. A line. Honestly, um, it would be great to hear from from um, you guys and anything you want us to cover. Please just uh, send us a message. Um, it can be on social media, email, through our website, however you want, and we'll certainly get back to you. Yeah, lovely. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Veloce podcast, Fast and Fluid Conversation with Kat MP and Richard Bott. Don't forget to subscribe via your chosen podcast provider and never miss an episode of the Veloce podcast.